Welcome back to Sports Dump, Lewis County's only sports podcast, sponsored by Elam's Home Furnishings and Mattress Gallery, Global Septic, and AmeriCool Heating and Cooling. I'm Aaron Vantile, joined tonight by Chronicle Sports Editor Alec Dietz and Chronicle Sports Reporter Josh Kirschenbaum. It is Tuesday, January 31st, and Shehalis, you may want to sit down for this. WF West had a tough week last week, except for their bowling and wrestling teams. Hey, we, we didn't want to stay being the Central 2B Boys podcast, right? We need some FCO in here. This is the you want some FCO? Here's some FCO. The Evergreen 2A Conference podcast. Uh, first, the good for the Bearcats. On Thursday, WFS Wrestling Boys and Girls won a total 21 of 26 matches against Aberdeen. It's a pair of wins. The Bearcat Boys wrapped up their 10th straight 2A Evco title. Congrats, Coach Jamie Rakovich. Was this the one that he said took like 20 minutes? No, that was the one the previous night. Just yeah. still insane. Yeah, like all the pins were like in under a minute on both sides. And he was like, we were out of there in, in 25 minutes. I'm that's, like, that's insanity. They're that's pretty awesome. good. <laughs> uh, next up for them, sub-districts on Saturday. The girls are at Hoquiam and the boys are at Black Hills High School. Also on Thursday, the WF West bowling team won a district championship and tickets to state. Punches tickets to state? Yeah. Yeah, I've always seen that term. I Somebody was complaining about it one time. Uh-huh. That why? Like, why would you punch your tickets to state? It doesn't make any sense. And I was like, it's just a term we use. It's fine. Well, it's like you punch your ticket somewhere. Yeah. You get your ticket punched. Like you're on the train. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It's not like you bought your ticket. You already had your ticket, and then like you got to the door, and they didn't reject you. Right. Yeah. Anyway. Punch your ticket. Semantics. Yeah. Uh, Piper Chalmers defended her individual district title with a career-high 772 series. Sounds high. It's a lot of points. She started with nine straight strikes. Yeah, I did see that. Yeah, yeah, that's one more, and she would have had, like, the perfect game. Yeah, perfect. That would have been awesome. Well, don't you need... I don't know. You are not going to pretend to know about bowling. Yeah, I'm not going (laughs) to... Centrea's Clara Bunker finished second individually, and she will compete Clara Bunker goes to WF West. Oh, she does? Yes, Bailey wow. Spring, Spriggs wow. or Springs finished second. Oh, sorry, I missed that. But it, I saw in the email that it was, this is Centralia's first yeah. season, right? Yeah. And they're sending somebody to state, like, pretty good? Yeah, yeah pretty good. Yeah, Bailey Spriggs, I think, or Springs, one of those. Uh, the Bearcats were without starter Tyron Ozertich and brought up three JV bowlers and still won. Is this their third straight district title, too? The I know team? it's her no, straight. It's Piper Trommer. She's won three. I'm not f- sure if it's her third straight. I, um, I feel like it's... I, I think Black I Hills won it last year because they won the team state championship. Okay. All right. That makes sense. But historically, WFS is good at bowling. Pretty good. Pretty good team. Yeah, I feel like they've only had a team for three years. Okay. Maybe four. Uh, and now on to basketball. Where things get tougher. On the boys' side, WFS lost to Black Hills 67-66. Great game, by the way. Incredible game. Yeah. Harrison Bergeron Pylon dances his way to 30 points for the Wolves. Absolutely incredible. Like, talking to Chris White after the game, he was just like, yeah, we didn't, like, <laughs> he wasn't in our game plan at all. Like, tip your cap. Like, yeah, they have, because Black Hills has, you know, Keegan Ronga down low. They have Simon Neistat on the outside. They have Johnny Stallings. And you kind of figure if you contain those three guys, you've got a good shot. And you just don't account for... Harrison Pylon. Harrison Pylon. Is it Pylon? It's Pylon. Is it French? Uh, it might be. <laughs> like one of those Randall boys? Yeah. Um, 
You just don't account for their fourth guy who's averaging probably like six points a game, hitting eight threes. He might not even be their fourth guy. Like I don't know. He's he not. Check out bench and, Ellison's their fourth guy, yeah. And uh yeah, absolutely lit it up. Yeah. Uh Soren Dalen had twenty five points, fourteen rebounds, and two blocks. He broke the WFS career blocks record. I have no idea who would have had the oh it was Brandon uh, White, White, probably. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Uh, the, t- the teams combined to go 20 for 40 from beyond the arc, and there were six total free throws. That game sounds awesome. It, it, honestly, the weirdest part about that is saying that line and then saying that it was 67 to 66 again. Yeah. Like, I don't been, know how there were only, what, 133 combined points in that game. Like, that feels like it should be an 85 to 80 game. <laughs> yeah, if you look at 23s and six free throws, half the points were threes and free throws. Yeah. But at a weird ratio. And also, Soren Dalen has 25 points down low. Yeah. Such a quiet 25 points. Yeah. Like, it felt like because there were so many threes in the game that he was just kind of getting a bucket here every once in a while. Like, it was, that might have been the quietest 25 points. But they really started to force it to, like, they kind of said screw it and just threw it up to him really in the second and third quarter to come back. But every time Black Hills had a run. And then the, the interesting part of this at the very end was that there were, so there were only six three free throws. All of those were for WFS. Black Hills didn't shoot a single free throw. Mm. Soren Dalen managed to go, he picked up his first foul with a minute and a half left in regulation. It's wild. And WFS, it was a close game, and WFS went into the final minute with one team foul. So, like, normally you're building up fouls, you get down to the final minute, you're down four, and you can foul to put the other team at the line. WF West looked up, they were down by four with 30 seconds left, and they had only gotten one team foul. So fouling wasn't an option. Yeah. And the Bearcats are just kind of sitting there on the bench like, I we don't really prepare for this situation. Like, you have to steal the ball because you have five fouls to give. Um, yeah. But it was a great game. That was probably the best game I watched this season. Okay. Uh, just about clinches second in the EVCO for Black Hills and third for WF West. How many games do they have left? Two? Swamp Cup two. tonight, Swamp Cup and Pioneer, and then... WFS plays Aberdeen, so two I left. I think Black Hills is done after tonight. Okay. And Tumwater. Uh, Thursday night in the Evco Girls, Tumwater 44, WFS 39, first league loss for WFS. Yep. Kylie Waltermeyer came back for Tumwater and scored 20 points. She's Tumwater, good. pretty good? Pretty good. She is pretty good. Tumwater ran an eight-player rotation. WFS ran with six, kind of. Uh, they won the first five minutes. WFS did of the four quarters by seven points. The T-Birds won the last three by 12. It was just every single quarter. WFS went out in front and then got tired. <laughs> okay. And that's w- why the rotation was big. I mean, like, obviously, Waltemeyer and Reagan Brewer played the entire night. But yeah. just having subs to bring in. Tumwater forced 22 turnovers, and it was just... Every quarter started out with WF West when they, it had its legs was fine, and then they sort of kind of lost their legs as the night went on. Okay. Uh, officially doesn't change much in the standings, we think. WF West will still win the FCO by way of point differential, but was a lot less happy than it could be. Yeah, they could have um, clinched it out, right, with the win. Instead, it's going to go down to, like, the third tiebreaker. Talking to both coaches after the game, both of them were like, we don't care. Odds are we're going to play each other in the district tournament, and we just yeah. really want to win that game. <laughs> their their like tiebreaker criteria are kind of weird too. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's head to head points, and since WF West 
beat Tumwater by more than Tumwater beat WF West, that's the tiebreaker. That would that would make sense. If you get down to the bottom of the list, it's just athletic directors drawing numbers out of a hat, actually. Yeah. Like, like that's what's actually in their thing. Wild. Uh, on Friday night, Tumwater beat WF West boys 65-50. They outscored the Bearcats by 12 in the second half. Andrew Collins scored 22 for Tumwater, and Tumwater broke out eight dunks for good measure. Who did all of the dunking? Mostly Collins, Andrew Collins and some... Brewer had a couple. Some Luke Brewer. Yeah, mostly so, those two. Yeah, after after WF West lost to Black Hills, that game became a lot less important. Yeah. But then... WF West was in it at half, though. Yeah. Made them kind of a fight. Seeing them pull away with a bunch of dunks couldn't have been fun. Yeah. And then they go out on Saturday in a non-leaguer and just stall early and lose to capital. So yeah, they were down 22, nine after a quarter. Yeah. Three game losing streak for the Bearcats, which all against Thurston County teams. Yeah. They've had better weeks. Well, luckily they have the ultimate get right game today. You think so? Yeah. You want to put money on it? Uh, no, I do not. <laughs> uh, yeah. The swamp cup is tonight. Is that in Shayless? Yep. Yeah. Cause the first one was that's in Shayless. Okay. Uh, so where are we now and what have we learned in girls basketball? Uh, WF West is still set to get a number one seed in districts. They will host Ridgefield on February 10th, which is 10 days away. And the boys are just about locked into the number three seed and will be really interested in the civil war next Monday. How's, how's the civil war look, Josh? Very good. Probably. Uh, Mark Morris is undefeated in league. Ari Lung's lone loss was in the first one. I don't know entirely why, but they pushed back. It's this, Who is it? Shelton Rochester playing Monday, too? They're yeah. playing this game on Monday after oh. everybody is over, which hottest ticket in southwest Washington. Like, if you can go, go. That was, and it's the, one, it's the one at the Lumberdome, so tickets selling out fast. Um, they don't even let people in day of if you yeah, don't, like, you have, have to a, buy your tickets online. So I would expect a lot. I saw that R.A. Long just beat... Woodland, who is third place by 45 points. Okay. And Mark Morris beat somebody by 50. So, uh, who, who you got in that one? I'm the rare person who has never seen Mark Morris beat Ari Long in person. So I was surprised by the first result. Um, I would, I would imagine Ari Long probably just because they're at home and they're a little pissed off after last time. But the way it's important for WF West is since WF West is locked into the third seed in the EVCO, they play the second seed from the GSHL. So right now that would be Ari Long, I'd believe. If if Mark Morris wins, then it's definitely Ari Long. If Mark Moore, if Ari Long wins, then it's some tiebreaker. We go down to the tiebreaker fun again. Okay. Uh, this podcast is brought to you by Gobel Septic. Providing septic service and portable sanitation for Thurston, Lewis, Mason, Cowlitz, and Grays Harbor counties. They provide you with septic pumping, inspection, and riser installation, commercial septic pumping, grease trap services, and of course, they'll rent you a portable sink and toilet. Visit GoBelSeptic.com, G-O-E-B-E-L, septic.com, or give them a call, 360-736-2167. Uh, we've got a section on likely headlines from tonight. I like this. Tuesday is chock full of games with big implications, and we're just going to miss out on uh, this stuff in the podcast. You can, you can just go ahead and imagine what it would be. That's what we're <laughs> going to do now. 
James Gross probably sets a Napvine single-season scoring record. He is 10 points away from tying the single-season record set by Tyson Sturza of 500, and he would have set that in... Sounds like such a fake record. 2004, 2005? Yes. I think that was his... 05, his I think. Either year. that or Rex Stanley was just like, yeah, sure, a lot of points. 500. 500-ish. Sure. Uh, he, was, he was good. Lefty, good shooter. And he is 117 points away from the career record set by Wyatt Stanley. Probably not tonight. Probably not tonight. Isn't LeBron 117 away from like the all-time Kareem scoring record? I think so. I just so saw James that. Gross and right, money down. are kind of the that. same person tonight. <laughs> Who's more likely to score 117, LeBron or James Gross? Uh, who are they playing tonight? Toledo. If you made LeBron <laughs> score at Toledo. It's home, but Toledo kind of makes you yeah. score less yeah. points. That's tough. Where LeBron's playing the Knicks. Mm. So he could break it. He's going at up. MSG. Like yeah. that'd be a storybook game if LeBron could LeBron could LeBron do it in Kathlamet? That's the real question. Yeah. <laughs> oh no, it's too tough a place to play. Yeah. yeah, no way. Stage on the sideline? No. Yeah. Plus the end of the eight minute quarters would never work. <laughs> uh, we've also got tonight Tumwater versus Black Hills for the two A Evco Championship. Tumwater won the first one back on January seventh, fifty three thirty eight. Are they going to Are they going to win it again? Probably, but I hope I it's so. better. Okay. Like, they really just sucked the life out of that game early, and it was, yeah, academic. Uh, the Mossy Rock boys face Columbia Adventists, and they can clinch a bye to the quarterfinals of the overly complicated 1B district tournament with a win. More on that later. That would also keep them in the hunt for a 1B CVL title going into their game against Willapaw Valley to wrap up the regular season on Friday. And also, the Swamp Cup of boys basketball is this evening. Soren Dalen is seven rebounds away from the WFS rebounding record. Do we think he gets that tonight? Yes. This Probably. is single season career career. I don't know who the record holder is. It might be Brandon white. Mm, I don't think it's probably Keegan Fulton. If I had to guess, but that was Jesus 20 years ago. Well, uh, I think they have like a website with all their records. I can look that up. All right. While you guys discuss something. We're going to discuss Elam's Home Furnishings and Mattress Gallery. Uh, they've got promotional financing available through your Synchrony Home credit card. Josh, did you sign up for that yet? Uh, no. I don't believe in credit. <laughs> Cash-only guy over there, right? Uh, Elam's Home Furnishings and Mattress Gallery are providing you all the finest living room, bedroom, dining room, entertainment, and office furniture you may need. If you're the Mossy Rock Boys basketball team and you clinch a bye, you can get a couch to sit on for the first round. And that would be lovely. There you go. Uh, providing furniture from Oregon's Best Beds, Scandinavian Sleep Systems, and Serta. Big Serta guy, Josh? Uh, no, I think I got a purple. I don't know. You, you can just lie. No. <laughs> like, it's I fine. I can't. My nose is big enough as it is. Uh... <laughs> Elam's Home Furniture 6 and Mattress Gallery, 1530 South Gold Street in Centralia. You can give them a call at 807-1211 or visit elamshf.com to learn more about their fine goods. It's Overbay. Oh. It's Tumwater. Nathan Overbay. Yes. Yes. Wow. He played for the Steelers briefly. Really? Wow. Uh-huh. Tight end. Is he related to Lyle? Ye, cousin, I think. Okay. Um, I, I'm pretty sure. Um, yes. All right. District primer time. Are districts too long? Your guys' thoughts? Yes. 
they should take two weeks, but the setup should be different. Go on. <laughs> you got to read off all, all right. of it. The one Bs in particular are absolutely Yeah, ludicrous. there's a lot of bullet points on that one. Yeah. All right. So there's eight tournaments with five different structures. God damn it. Yeah, you're right. Uh, the two A's. The two A's and the one A's are pretty much the same. Like, we're splitting hairs here. Yeah. It's just, yeah. So the two A's, nine teams make it. Four from the FCO, five from the GSHL. The bottom seeds from each of those do a pigtail. And then it's an eight-team tournament with four bids, no third-place game. Um, fine. Which is fine. Yeah, there's no real point for a third-place game. Yeah. Uh, 1A's, boys and girls are the same. Eight teams, four Evco, four Trico. That's nice and square. Double elimination. Both finalists get state bids and a third-place winner to state game. Also so three, three to state. Yep. Yep. Okay. Two B boys. Boys and girls are the same. 12 teams. Is that all? Yeah, yeah. they reduced it from 16. Okay. They're giving buys to the top two teams this time. All right, seven from the C2BL, five from the Pacific League, double elimination, top two teams from each league get a buy. Five move on to state, the district title participants, the third and fourth place finishers, and there is a winner to state fifth place game all at WF West. Here's my first, like, this is, this could be better and also shorter. Go off. Uh, before, when it was 16 teams, having a double elimination made sense. When you're giving the first team first the top two teams in each league buys make the first round loser out like double elimination exists to feel bad for the team that has to play the number one overall seed because you're like that sucks it's kind of unfair play somebody more your level Mm -hmm. but the whole point of giving the top seeds buys is that all of the first round games are on paper evenly matched teams yeah you don't need a lifeline there win your game or get out like because you're you're you can lose the Central four versus Pacific five game, mm. and you're still in it. Like this is unnecessary. Also, Alec was looking. Alec looks through it and realized that, that that game is actually completely irrelevant. Also, yeah, yeah. So because of the way it's set up with the buys, mm. as it stands currently, Toledo and Rainier are going to be the six and seven from the Central. Yeah, it does not matter who is the six or the seven because the six, if they beat the Pacific five or whatever, which they should, they would advance to play Morton White Pass and probably lose to fall into the consolation bracket. The Central Seven, say it's Rainier, it's, it's either Rainier or Toledo, has to play Wakaikum in the first round. Say they lose. Say it all goes chalk. Those two teams would end up playing each other in the uh, first round of the consolation round. Even though Toledo won its first game, they would fall to the first round of the consolation bracket. So they would play an extra game against Morton White Pass for no reason, <laughs> where it, the team that is going to be the seven uh, <coughs> would probably lose to Wakaikum in that first round and not have to play that extra game and would play the same team that had won a game previously. Yeah, so the first consolation round isn't a matchup of teams that lost in the first round. It's a matchup of a team that lost in the first round and a team that lost in the second round. Okay, yeah, I got gotcha. you. Which is just beyond stupid. Yeah, like, that what, seems that's What is that's the pointless. point of this? Like just just make the first round single elimination. Yeah, and which then, I think they do in volleyball. You have to win a game yes. to get into the double no, elimination. No, no, it's no. fully but a double then, elimination in volleyball. But Somebody in volleyball can. isn't it 16 with a 16 teams with a first round yeah, playing games? I or think, think so. it's something else. Yes. There was there was some bracket on recovering where it was yeah, you have to win your first game and once you win your first game, you're through. You're into. You can lose your soccer. Second. Maybe, maybe it soccer. was soccer. 
Yeah. Make them simpler. Yeah, it'd be really easy to just do a first round you're out and then the winners are moved into like a like once you get into an of the two A's and the A's half. Yeah. yeah. All right. And if you thought that was the uh, one B's, which also why with one, why does the one B tournament have to be the most complicated? It has the most teams. It's like, and they're also the teams that are the toughest to track down information on records and, and it's standings just like, and everything. Like take the Pacific one B boys side is we've went over coastal, this with Oakville yeah. or sorry, the coastal. Yeah. Is horrible. Those teams are so bad. They're so bad. They don't want to play Oakville's varsity for the second half of the year. That's not how it happened. No, yeah. actually the, the, the whole league got together and said, look, Oakville, you're, you're too good. That, yeah. Grown man, tears in their eyes saying, please, Oakville, don't hurt us. So go if, play if, better. Go play teams that will actually give you competition. But yes. if you're going to do that, you shouldn't be playing in district. Anyway, five of those teams are going to be playing in districts. <laughs> There are six teams, seven teams in the league. What are we doing? One of the yeah. Oakville is the only one that has any ha, right to di- a district berth. There will Sorry be, if I'm uh, pissing off the there, there people will, of Matt There will Lauer. be a t- at least, I, I think I looked at least one team that forfeited a game to another squad because it could not ha- handle that team's varsity team playing in the district tournament. Okay, so anyway. to break it down, twelve teams, seven from the coastal or the Columbia Valley, five from the coastal, for the boys. For the yeah. boys. Because the girls one is different. Yes, for okay. some reason things aren't complicated enough. So the boys side single elimination in the first two rounds, uh, coastal three five and CVL three to seven play each other. Then it's double elimination starting in the semifinals. The CVL and coastal quarterfinals. two quarterfinals are an automatic buys to the quarterfinals. The winners of the quarterfinals for the coastal one and the CVO one, which earned automatic bids to the semis by winning their league titles. Three teams make it to state the district title participants and a third place winner. And the, the consolation semifinals are, aren't the loser of the semi losers of the semifinals. It's the loser of the semifinal versus the loser of the quarterfinals. So if you lose your quarterfinal, if you make it to the quarterfinal and lose, you just sit out on the sidelines wait for a round mm-hmm. and then come back. It's, I also think I made a mistake. I think it's four teams. I don't think it's three. So I think that third place game doesn't matter. Could be. I think the, the reason they set it up like that for the boys was because they didn't want the league champions to just get an automatic birth. That's exactly state. why they did it. Because I think it's the top four. And if you made the semis and lost and just fell into the third place game, you would <laughs> just make it anyway. Yeah. On the boys' side, yeah, the one B's district four gets four berths. I think the girls only get three. It's yeah. just too complicated for leagues that aren't all that competitive. Yeah, well, and I remember, well, actually, no, go do the girls' side first. All right, the girls' side, 10 teams make it, three state bids on the line here, six from the CVL, four from the Coastal. Uh, the first two rounds are loser out, encompassing the Coastal 2 4 and the CVL 2 6. League champs earn buys to the semifinals, and the top three go to state. Uh, the third place game does mean something. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, I, I think last year it was, and it was last year basketball was like it was for volleyball, which is they just do a pure ladder, right? You start off with I think, I think it was like five teams made it from both leagues, so you had ten teams, and it was just four plays five, winner plays three, winner plays two, winner plays one, and you just kind of like shrink down that. And this time around, they were just like, let's add four more teams. How can we do that? Well, we can't do a ladder with 12. Te- okay, so we'll do like 
a quasi single elimination tournament, which the one good thing here is that they do have single elimination for the first two rounds. Mm -hmm. So it's not too bulky. And then we're going to do the latter thing. And I just like, if I'm the league champ, I don't know if I love taking that much time. Like, especially like we're talking about the Maserat girls who have played like two basketball games in the past three weeks because everyone keeps forfeiting to them. I mean, I remember talking to, Mossy Rock volleyball about that because they had that same thing, right? Yeah. With the ladder setup where they had like a week and a half off. Uh while we're discussing the one B's, it seems really <laughs> clean on the boys' side to predict the like Mossy Rock Valley and Oakville will be three of the four in. Yeah. Um who's like who's the fourth there? Probably Columbia Adventist unless Nacelle figures things out fast. Yeah. I think PL's a wild card. You know, I mean who knows who the fourth team's going to be? But yeah, it's, I and 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 that's also another reason that the setup doesn't make any sense is because the, if you win your league, you would need a just an epic collapse to not make it to the state tournament. I, I've seen it happen. I've seen it the happen too. I've seen it happen too. But it's just, yeah, I don't. I really don't like the one B setup. It's it's so extra. And yeah, like again, if you're the Monster Rock girls who already have not played a bunch of games because of forfeits and teams just either not wanting to play them or not having enough bodies or whatever. Now you're going into the district tournament and you're not playing for a week and a half on top of that. And suddenly all your games are starting to matter. And after that, you have to get ready to go to the state tournament, which is what, if you're lucky, four games in four days. Yes. Like they're not getting prepared for state in that way at all. I'm not sure what the rest of the landscape looks for like for one B teams and if they're facing similar things, but that's just it's a tough setup to not be playing games for that long heading into a tournament like that. I mean they're gonna be rested, I suppose, but rest versus rest though. Well, last year they were rested and look how that happened. Didn't Nacelle upset upset them in the semifinals? Yeah. And then I think they, I mean, they ended up placing at state. So they ended up doing well, regardless of all that happening. But um, still, like, I, yeah, I don't know if it's a, it's a great setup for anybody with the one Bs. The two Bs is okay. I actually like the buys. I think the one tweak is just the making the first round single elimination, yeah. which some teams probably won't like because it means the stakes are higher, but it's the postseason. It's call. the postseason. Like, yeah. I don't know. Maybe just do the two B's, sixteen teams, straight up double elimination. No buys, no nothing. Just cram as many games as you possibly can in there. For in our sake, four sakes, days. Please no. <laughs> you you got a team playing seven games in a week and a half to get to state. Uh, this podcast is brought to you by AmeriCool Heating and Cooling. Alec, cold. If you are either too hot or too cold, what are you going to do? I'm going to visit their website. I'm going to call their hotline. 360-273-3300, any time, day That's or night. the one. I have that memorized for sure. You're just sitting there. You wake up in a cold sweat at 2 in the morning. You're like, I'm both too hot and too cold. Give them a call. Request All an appointment. Uh, your comfort is their business. Visit west.americoolonline.com to learn more. Uh, good games coming up. Good in quotes. Good. I don't even, I'm not even going to bother with the buttons today. <laughs> uh, tomorrow night, Debbie West girls are at Centralia, the Swamp Cup. That's a good in quotes game. Uh, I'm trying to remember like which boys or girls has the longest winning streak. 
I'm not sure. The boys have been more competitive as of late. Yeah, I feel like it's probably the boys. I don't but like it normally goes... Like, last year's games were actually incredibly competitive on the boys' side. The first yeah. one this year was not. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but, like, last year, I remember the first one, Land Cout scored 40, and Centralia was right in it, and it was just kind of, like, a matter of can one guy will a team by himself to a victory? Not completely by himself, but he was the focal point, and... Yeah. Yeah. WFS just had too much depth for him, but this year, they... Centralia just doesn't have the pieces. Yeah, I don't think the Centralia girls have won one of these since, oh, God, 10 years, 12 years. Like, it's been a while. Man. Did the boys win when they had uh, that Hodge guy? Hodges? Yeah, yeah. they won one. Uh, that would have been that was pretty recent. 14, 15, somewhere in there. I mean, relatively recent. Sure. Maybe it's maybe it's been closer than that. Um, but... Yeah, I remember joking with Tom Kelly because he coached Centralia for a couple of years and lost a couple Swamp Cups and then coached at WF West and won a couple Swamp Cups to even his record in the Swamp Cup at like uh, four and four. Yes. With the different teams. Huh? Yeah, and like that was so long ago. He's coached five different teams since then probably. <laughs> um, Thursday, actually the game, the one day with like good games. There are, yeah, these these do look pretty good. Napoline boys at Adna. Napoline clinches league with a win. Assuming it wins. Tonight at Toledo. Yeah. Uh, Toledo, they're plucky, though. Yeah, they are. People keep saying that. It'll be close. You guys keep saying that. I was there when the first Toledo game it was close. Uh, Adna is tied with Tudor Lake for the number four seed. Basically, they need to win out to clinch it. Uh, the number four seed will face the Pacific 2B League number five in the first round. Then, theoretically, it would play the P2BL number one, while the... Number five seed, this is the, the, what Adnan and Tudor Lake are kind of fighting for here. Yes. While the number five would play the Pacific 2B League number four, then the C2BL number one. And I think you would rather play the P2BL number one. Who is Leshai, who Adnan has already beaten. What's what's the P2BL like top three it's, or four look like? It's Leshai, Iwako, Iwako, everyone else. And then Forks, Raymond, Acosta in some order within half a game each other, either five and five or five and six. Okay. So those top two are, are definitely though, like, uh, yeah. Central teams are keeping an eye on, you know, okay. I, I think that most of the central to be coaches probably feel pretty confident against the rest of the league, relatively speaking, but the, like yeah. those top two are definitely, you know, they're not <coughs> a reason over those, the Leshai and, uh, Iwako. Do we want to revisit our projected, uh, state participants from district four? Oh man. I don't know. No, I, I think just more of my pass is spots? safe. More of my pass and Napa Vine, I'd feel like are pretty safe bets. Adna has got a tough road. That Toledo loss really set them back because they could be put into that five hole, mm-hmm. and that's tough. That's yeah. tough. And it's uh, basically the way it works with the buys is if you win your first two games, if you get into the semifinals, you then have to win one out of three. Yeah. So your odds are pretty good. If Adna gets that four and they beat the... Leshai. Well, yeah, so the PTBL five or whatever, and then Leshai, then it's in a really good spot. Yeah, if you're in the semifinals, you can go in and lose two games, and then you still have a chance for that five spot. Right. So, yeah, they that Napavine game is big because Napavine will likely not really be playing for anything in that game other than beating Adna, which or I'm sure they want to do. Potentially yeah. a league title, but when you kind of look at the, like how much how much does a league title matter to these teams? 
A league title, not You don't that get much. a trophy. District championship they care about. Right, because you get to cut down nets. You get to do all that other stuff. But like a league yeah. title, you're not getting that much, really. Yeah, it's not, it, well, it's not like a league title is something you often win like off court. Like, right. Like you don't win a big game for your league title. You win a game and then it turns out later on that that was for the league title kind of thing. Yeah. Right. This time around, it'll be on the court. But. Right, but they're mm. not going to cut down nets over it. What if they did, though? They like at Adna? Faye just like pulls a ladder out of nowhere and he's like, come on, boys. Oh man, I don't know. That'd be kind of fun. That'd be it'd be funny, all right. Uh but that's a that's a big game. Um I think Morton White Pass is still in line. If Napa Vine were to lose that game and MWP won beat Wakayakum, they would win the league championship. So but really to me it's kind of that's all semantics. I it would be more for the jockeying for positioning for the yeah. district tournament more than it's for Winning a league championship. Yeah. Uh, same night, Toledo boys are at Rainier. Winner gets a six seed. Loser is number seven. The six plays the Pacific three, which is Ocosta or Forks probably in the first round. Yeah. Uh, and then would get the CTBL number two in the second round, which is looking like Morton White Pass. Yes. While the seven seed will play the CTBL number three in the which first round, which is, is that settled? Pretty much, yeah. Uh, and then with a win would play the Pacific two, which is Iwako. Yes. So. Yeah. It's, uh, it's an I, intriguing tournament. I, I don't know. That almost looks like you'd rather be the seven. Yeah. Well, so, and see, I don't think you'd rather be the seven because Wakayakum is tough. Yeah. You'd rather be the seven in terms of your set, like assuming you win your first round, which. You'd have to get past Wakayakum. Yeah. So, and yeah, again, because of the way it's set up. Rainier and so this is what we were laughing about earlier. We we're like, oh man, Rainier and Toledo are playing in the last game of the regular season. That's going to determine who the six is because they have the same record. Mm-hmm. Ooh, that's a big game because it could determine who they're going to play. They're going to end up playing each other if things are chalk. Yeah. Because the seven loses, they fall into the constellation. If the six ends up beating the Pacific five, which they should, mm-hmm. um, then they lose to Morton My Pass. They'd end up playing each other again anyway in the constellation round. So yeah, it's. Yeah. Okay. It's a it's a it's a weird setup, but anyway, yeah. Tons of uh, intrigue. I think I I'd feel feel pretty confident about more in my past making it. I just think they have the depth and everything. I'd I'd be shocked if they didn't end up placing. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I'm like they're they're gonna be fine. Napavine and Adna are both kind of jump shooting teams, and you kind of expect, you know that to sort of dry up when you get to this level. Um, yeah, you, it feels like you usually get in a lot more of those slow it down, grind it out. You got to... Which hit. favors the Wakayakums because that's what they like to do to teams. Yeah. The Toodles. Toodles really picked up steam. That's... Uh, I. You could be correct about this. Uh, you know, uh, I've been... I, Kramer <laughs> Kramer said he, he does not want to see Toodle Lake out of any team. Um, I, I mean, he probably doesn't want to see a couple teams, but he said, Toodle Lake, man, we want to be on the other side of the bracket as them yeah. in Tistrix. So... Um, you know, again, so Adna's in real danger mode, I think. Um, that Napavine game is going to be big. If they can win that one, they'd be in much better position than if they were in the five. Um, Napavine will be in a pretty good spot just because they have a bye and they only need to win two out of four games to make it to state. Yeah, I think is is how the math works because they get an automatic bid to the quarters. If they win that game, they advance to the semis and they get one to win three. So Napa Vine's in a pretty good spot. 
Um, I'd been on Wakayaka making it. They've just been really impressive defensively, and that travels once the postseason starts. Mm-hmm. I think Toodle will make it, and then odds are a Pacific team makes it, right? Like, it's just yeah, incredibly unlikely in there. that the way the bracket's set up, it's just it's not – um, it's not likely that it's going to be an all central team. So I, I would, I would guess a Waco or Lesha will make it. Has that happened? Probably. Last it's probably been years year? in the past. It did not happen last year. Yeah, I'm sure. But Waco made it last year. Oh, Waco did make it last year. Yeah. Yeah, it's. I covered that. Been a while, but I think it's. I'm sure it's happened at some point. Five is hard. <laughs> yeah. All five. Well, especially there's two good teams in the Pacific. It's one thing if it's like all of them are bad and you can kind of beat up on it, but there are two state caliber teams over there. So it it would be surprising if one didn't come out of there, but I expected to be probably a four, one split. Okay. Uh, same night. Montserrat girls are at Valley. Montserrat can clinch the one B C CVL championship. They will certainly cut down the nets in Menlo. You think so? Uh, definitely. Um, you think Autumn Warcroft would do that? I, I, it'd be pretty funny if she did. <laughs> Uh, they're not going to cut down nets. I don't. Has anyone cut down nets for a league championship? No, that's just like want, unheard like, of. You just maybe don't do if it. you like won it at home in like the last game of the season yeah, or something. Not? Maybe, but like I, you I don't get a I've trophy for it. it. I thought you got a trophy like after the fact. like a plaque probably. Yeah. yeah, or maybe you hang a banner, but you definitely hang, hang the banner. banner. You have to like. Well, not to, here. They don't. I, I've noticed that. Like half the schools, they just haven't updated their banners in like five years. Yeah. Well, like in my high school, we didn't. We had a banner that had all our league championships on it, but we didn't like hang a separate banner for a yeah. league championship. Or like a, a district title or obviously state placing would be an individual. Yeah. Wow. Anyway, last time Mosterick beat Valley by twenty nine, and that has been their closest league game. So good. They've also played like five league games. Yeah. So. <laughs> They've just had a bad luck with a lot of these cancellations. They're probably super happy. We talked about weeks ago their tournament at Mount Vernon Christian where they played I think it was three or four games in four days and yeah, that's played a lot of the best teams in the state. That Well, I guess we didn't, needed touch on, that. we didn't touch on it earlier, but they played that game against Adna on yeah. Saturday, Friday. It was a close Friday one, week. wasn't it? It was not close until it was. Adna was up by 24 and then kind of collapsed a little bit. But that was mostly based off of Masiroc, really hectic press. They didn't really have much going offensively the whole night, but yeah. All right. Uh, Friday night, Black Hills girls play at Rochester. Rochester can clinch the Evco Four, which is a pigtail spot with a win. Just for sanity's sake, hope that that happens. Uh, if Black Hills wins, there's a three-way tie with Shelton and, like, who knows? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. I'm, like, almost positive that Black Hills does not come out ahead in that three-way tie. I don't know. Because it's lost both its games it's to show. It's, it's a three-way tie for which spot? For the pigtail spot. The pigtail spot. Oh, Jesus. So it's, yeah. So you don't so want to play like to... a pigtail into a pigtail. That's what happened. Remember baseball season last year? I do remember that last year. Rochester had to play Black Hills oh, to yeah. get into the pigtail spot, and they were just screwed because they had to throw their ace, Braden Hartley, in that game. Yeah. And then they had to play, uh, I think it was Hudson's Bay or something, who threw their ace, and they were just like, they just couldn't win the game because they played a pigtail. And it was also, it was in a deluge. It was pouring rain, and they're like, we just have to finish this game because it's tomorrow. <laughs> they already pushed it back. So anyway, uh, FCO is yeah. always just a mess with that pigtail spot. <laughs> I sort of think, like, I understand the GHSL, 
GSHL is typically stronger, and I think it also has more teams. It has more teams. Yeah, that's why they get the extra spot. Why I have the pigtail, honestly. If you're the five seed, you don't need to make it in. Like, well, I mean, they, they've won the pigtail more often than not recently, I, I think. guess. But do they ever win games and make it to state? You know, like, it just, the pigtail seems like a waste of time. I get it favors the, the evergreen because the evergreen has less teams. So I understand it to that degree. <laughs> but it also just feels like I, the winner of that game goes on to play a number one seed where they get their butts kicked. You know, it's like, yeah. Yeah. It doesn't matter who's playing. Anyway, side rant. Uh, Saturday, 2B district start at Rochester and Montesano. That's quick. Yeah. And let's see. Actually, I got the, I've got the bracket up. So that is Saturday, February 4th. The district tournament concludes on 18th. February 18th, which is two weeks exactly. Saturday. Is it a Saturday? Oh, yeah, yeah it is. It's that district Saturday. That's, that's Matt Classic Day, too, right? And Yay. a bunch of other stuff, too. Yeah, uh, it'll be. If you would like to work for the Chronicle <laughs> and help us out, contact <laughs> we'll Alec at sports at cronline dot com. Um. Yeah. What? Uh, Sorry, LC Saturday, Sports three sixty or whatever. <laughs> and then Monday, the one B boys districts start with PL playing someone. Someone from the coast, so that they're probably they're the be. only ones we know for sure aren't getting a buy. Yeah. So okay. Oak, Oakville and Mossy are punched into buys, so they're not playing. We is is Monster Rock punched into a bye? Don't they need to beat Adventist tonight? You're right. Yeah. Yeah. To be oh, we know for sure Oakville, they were anointed league champs at the beginning of the season. So Well yeah, when the rest of the league got together and said half of know, our games will just be forfeits to you and we have decided this right now. They're not yeah. even forfeits, they're not even games. I think they literally just said you guys are the league champs and <laughs> we'll play one round of games, but how hard congrats. we were talking about this earlier. But <laughs> you think how, they cut down nets during their first practice? <laughs> Do you think I, I, the rest of the league got together and Oakville was like, bend the knee. And yeah. just, <laughs> how hard would dunk it? on us? Yes. Literally <laughs> yeah. when they played, Mary us, Knight, yeah. I was talking, when, I was talking to Marcus Whitaker last week and they were just shouting like dunk on us. <laughs> Shoot from there. That's just can Oakville. Can anybody on Oakville dunk? Yeah. Ashley Boyd. Yeah. Athletic. He? Oh, okay. Uh, it's tall, like the though. reverse. Like, remember Lamelo Ball when he was first coming up, and he, he was in high school, and I pointed at the three point line. Yeah. It's like yeah. the other team being like, "Shoot there. from there, the three point <laughs> line," and they're like, "Okay." We were joking about this kind of early, like last week when this was all happening. But like, how hard would it have been for Oakville just to move to the Columbia Valley for boys basketball? Yeah, eliminate the district tournament, make it just a league tournament, because the Pacific just has no business playing in the district tournament. You're laughing, but they don't. <laughs> They forfeited half the like they just don't deserve to play in the postseason. I mean, some of move them. Oakville the pro- to the, the Columbia Valley League. A couple of them are playing; they're just losing by fifty. Yeah, like the Tohola, like Tohola and Lake Quinault. I know they both played their games. Well, because they forfeited or not forfeited, but they didn't play earlier in the year. Oh, right. They moved it around so that Oakville could have like a senior night at a yeah. normal time. But yeah, like Oakville versus get running get Oakville, Oakville playing Valley twice a year, yeah. and Mossy twice a year, like. No Get clue. They, no clue how they do in that. I just pulled up the one B boys bracket, and this is what. What are yeah. we doing? Seriously? <laughs> yeah, it doesn't make any sense. There's seven teams from the Columbia Valley that make it, and five from the or the coastal. I keep saying Pacific. It's, but the it's, it's there are seven. Seven, there like, are eight teams in the Columbia Valley League, and one of them is the state school for the deaf, and they're going to make it, which is going to make it, even though they've forfeited multiple games. And the reason they're making it is because they beat Three Rivers Christian. Oh, those poor Eagles. If you're the like a, the CVL six seed, then this tournament is set up like like the bracketed Mortal Kombat, pretty much. 
Yeah, PL I think is in the fifth spot. So yeah, they they they're going to battle and probably end up having to play. I think Mossy Rock on their side of the bracket for a semifinal bid. But the other thing with with everybody making it is both because the PL girls are also in the f- five spot. They went into like three weeks ago already knowing like Valley and Mossy Rock for both the boys and the girls are like one loss and we're four loss already. So we're not getting a bye, mm-hmm. but also two teams at the bottom of the league have forfeited half their season. So we're definitely in the tournament. So they've played like four weeks. And also the team we play from the coastal will be not great because nobody from the coastal is great. So they've spent the past four weeks. I don't want to say they've been playing meaningless games, but they've basically been playing meaningless games because they can't go up the standings enough to do anything. (laughs) And they can't go down the standings enough to do anything. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Well, that's that's unfortunate. So PL is the CVL5 probably? Yes. I think that's what we figured. So they've got a a coastal team and then... Yeah. Another team that... Played a coastal team, presumably in the second round. Uh, well, they'd go the winner of CBL three versus CBL seven, so that's a winnable game. And then they'd play the coastal two, which, hell yeah, you know, PL they got a shot, man. Yeah, things could happen. Yeah, <laughs> it's just a weird setup for how many teams have had to forfeit game. Like if if you forfeited multiple games this year, you shouldn't be in playoff contention. You should not be making the playoffs. The, your playoffs are too big, and that yeah. goes for the entire coastal league. And four I, of these, and also I understand the why they made that decision. Quarter of the Columbia Valley, yeah, like especially the boy. Like, I look, I understand why they don't want to lose by fifty to Oakville or whatever. But man, to make a decision to be like, we don't want to play you. You can play better teams, so you make it further in state or whatever. Like, I like I like that. I think it was a good. If if not if Oakville going to another league temporarily wasn't an option, I think that's the right way. You basically become an independent for a year. Yeah, like that's fair. But so, then I feel like you also forfeit your right to be like we should be able to challenge to be the best team in the district. We're sending five teams to districts. <laughs> if we have to face Oakville in the semifinals, we'll name just five teams from that league. Uh, oh come the, on! It's it's, it's like Oakville, Quinault, Quinault, Oakville, Tahola. Okay, is that all of them? Is there anybody that's, else? That's out five. There? There's one more. Uh, it's is it Evergreen? No, Evergreen Lutheran's too far north. <laughs> it's not South Christian. Uh, I don't. Know. What? Tahola, Oakville. Where's Northwest Christian these days? Tubi, North River. Have you guys said North? Oh, River? North, oh North, North River. River. They're yeah. the last one. Brooklyn baby. <laughs> Yeah, no, Northwest Christian, North Lacey, yeah. right? No, they're they're Pacific two B. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, it's just like and yeah, Life Christian one A forfeiting all these games. Like Columbia Adventist girls forfeited against Mossy today because they don't have enough players or whatever. It's like then you shouldn't be making. And they're gonna make it into the district tournament with not enough players to play games in the last week of the regular season. What are we doing here? Doesn't doesn't bode well for an entertaining district tournament. But I get it. I mean, you gotta. You got to play some kind of games over a two week stretch because everyone else is, you know. So. Yeah, that's the, the you like you can't play non league games, right? Because everyone else is playing. <laughs> uh, before we close up, do you guys want to congratulate anybody on things that will happen tonight? James Gross, maybe? Alec, you're going to write a great article tonight, and I'm proud of you. Thank you. 
Congratulations, James Gross, on your 117 points and tying White Stanley's career well, scoring record. And LeBron yeah, only congrats. has five points through a half right now, so James, it's all on you tonight. Well, then technically, technically, LeBron's closer. Sure, as now, of as, as of, of time this of moment, but uh, it's not going to happen. So, James, world's on your shoulders tonight. Yeah, good luck. Got to pass Wyatt's uh, <laughs> record. Um. All right, so Lita's got too much pride to let that happen. <laughs> Grady's just the first thing you do: go out and break that kid's ankle. <laughs> he can't hit 117. <laughs> he can't hit 117 on one leg, is what we're saying. No, Grady would never do that. We won't even joke about that. No. Uh, yeah, James goes. He's, like, he's probably going to get it. If not tonight, then His later. season low was 12. So the reason I was kind of upset last week was because he was 22 points or 23 points away heading into a matchup against Rainier, and he's averaging 28 on the year. Scored a season low 12 against Rainier. <laughs> so if what he can if he, simply he just... nine tonight, though? If he can simply manage his wow. season low, which he scored against Rainier, he will break the record, so... All right, well, we shall see. All right, we're going to wrap it up there. Uh, we'll talk Bye. to you guys next week.